From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. Hi, I'm Molly Bloom, and this is Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. Today's debate is going to be a thrill-seeking thrash. One side challenges you to dive deep into the unknown. The other asks you to soar the skies. Both require a great leap of faith and a whole lot of nerve. Get ready to take the plunge because it's scuba diving versus skydiving. We've got comedy writer and Lego master model builder Sam Suksiri here to rep Team Scuba Diving. I am overprepared to talk about how amazing it is under the water. (laughs) And writer, actor, and co-host of the podcast Million Bazillion, Ryan Perez, here to defend skydiving. Thanks, Molly Bloom. Today, I'm going to take you higher. (laughs) And here to judge it all is Knowledge from Hot Springs, Arkansas. Knowledge is currently pro-Charlie Puth, formerly anti-Snuffleupagus, and now a (laughs) singer and dancer for Kids Bop. Hi, Knowledge! Hi! So, Knowledge, I am very honored to have one of the Kids Bop kids here today. In case people aren't familiar, can you describe what Kids Bop is? So we take all the adult versions of top hits and we make it friendly for kids. That's awesome. And I hear a new Kids Bop album just dropped. So please tell us, like, what's it called? And do you have a favorite song on the album? Okay, so it's called Kids Bop 2023. And I'm debating between about that time and Star Walking, but I'm pretty sure it's about that time. So would you be willing to sing us a line or two from that song? Um, sure. Turn up the music. Turn down the lights. I got a feeling I'm gonna be all right. Okay. All right. It's about that time. I love it. Thank you, Lizzo. Thank you, Lizzo, for bringing this song to us. And thank you, Knowledge. (laughs) Lizzo, Knowledge. Now we have to follow that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, before we get into this debate, it's time to review the rules of the game. Round one is the Declaration of Greatness, where our debaters present fact-filled arguments in favor of their side, and they each have 30 seconds to rebut their opponent's statements. Then we've got the Micro Round, where each team will present a creative response to a prompt they received in advance. Round three is the Sneak Attack, where our debaters will have to respond to an improv challenge on the spot. And to wrap it all up, we've got the Final Six, where each team will have just six words to sum up the glory of their side. Our judge, Knowledge, will award two points in the first round, one for his favorite rebuttal, the other for the declaration he liked best. Then he'll award one point in each round after that, but he'll keep his decisions top secret until the end of the debate. Listeners, we want you to judge too. Mark down your points as you listen. At the end of the show, head to our website, smashboom.org, and vote for whichever team you think won. Okay, Ryan, Sam, and Knowledge, are you ready? Yeah. Aye, aye. You betcha. Then it's time for the... Declaration of Greatness. We flipped a coin, and Sam, you're up first. Tell us why diving deserves to be Smash Boom Best. The world we know is loud, rushed, angry, and stinky. But there is another world, peaceful and mysterious, hidden just below the surface. How do you get there? Scuba diving! Scuba diving! 
Scuba stands for self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Self-contained, meaning you are completely free to move around, no hoses. Underwater, meaning, well, underwater. And breathing apparatus, meaning the, uh, the, the, the thingy that lets you breathe. Which brings up argument one. Scuba has the coolest gear. Going for a dive, sir? That's right, Q. These goggles are equipped with the latest in anti-fogging technology, ensuring an unimpeded view of the wonders of the ocean around you. Flippers increase your swimming efficiency. Now, please pay attention. This next part is very important. Your oxygen tank. That's pressurized to 3,000 pounds per square inch. That's just regular air that's been squeezed into a much smaller space, which is why the pressure is so high. If you tried to breathe directly from the tank, it would not go well. Then how do I breathe? This is your regulator. It's a mouthpiece that regulates the amount of high-pressure air that moves from the tank into a lower-pressure area so that you can breathe safely. Thanks, Q. Using gear like this is super fun, and it makes you seem super capable and super cool. And it only takes a little training. Hi, my name is Ryan Hoffman, and I am a scuba diving course director instructor trainer. Ryan teaches scuba in places like the Caribbean, the Galapagos, the Red Sea, and Fiji. And if that sounds like a total blast, that's because it is. Scuba diving will change how you experience the planet. Every place you travel, everywhere you go, you're going to wonder, well, what does the underwater part of this planet look like? And unlike skydiving where you have to be 18, kids as young as 10 can learn to scuba. Ryan says when you're down in the water with all your gear on, it blocks out the noise of the world. Your body hovers in the water and you feel at peace. It can give you a sense of calm and meditation. It gives you a chance to reflect on your own thoughts, on your own breath. So not only can you discover creatures underwater, you can also discover yourself. Yeah, what does skydiving sound like again? Ah! Yeah, real calm. But if you are looking for an underwater adventure, Ryan suggests checking out a shipwreck. Oh, that's so much fun. It's like you're playing a video game almost. Swimming around, exploring all the different crevices to see what hidden bonuses the shipwreck has for you. Uh, one time I was diving a shipwreck at 130 feet, and in the distance I could see a fish the size of a car, and that was a Goliath grouper. And I looked at that and was kind of blown away. And that brings me to my final point. There's just so much to see when you scuba. No matter where you dive, you'll be our guest as you're transported to a whole new world just below the surface pressure, bringing only the bare necessities and everything else, let it go, because you are under the sea. There's coral reefs and colorful fish and ancient ruins and not-so-colorful fish. Octopuses, kelp forests, 20 million tons of dissolved gold. The sky is the same all over, but not 
the water. There's a really great quote that says, going to the ocean and staring at the surface is like going to the circus and staring at the outside of the tent. Come inside the tent. I can't wait to explore the underwater circus and see the clownfish and the sea lions and the trapeze... Uh, sardines? I'm sure that's a thing. Scuba can be adventurous or meditative. You can do it all over the world and you can start at a young age. So what are you waiting for? Let's get going because scuba diving is the splash boom best. <laughs> Excellent. An argument with real depth there. Knowledge, what stood out to you about Sam's Declaration of Greatness? I mean, what really stood out was that kids are able to learn how to scuba dive at 10 at a young age. Mm-hmm. Very good point. All right, Ryan, it's time for your rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds to tell us why everything's not better down where it's wetter under the <laughs> sea. And your time starts... Now. Okay, I think, you know, Sam, you made a good argument, but here's the thing. When I'm on a (laughs) vacation, the last thing, what do I want to do on vacation? Go down and look at a ship that sunk a long time ago. To me, that sounds a little (laughs) bit depressing. And uh, I'm going to tell you something else. You, You had a very good argument, but there were two words you didn't mention. The bins. The bins, decompression sickness. That's a real thing. And, uh, and, and, I, and I think, uh, you know, you got to account for it. And uh, a third thing is that I think, and I acknowledge you should know this too. If you go see that Avatar movie, uh, Way of Water, you're going to think that there's a lot of and fish time. out there that don't. Ah, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's your turn, Ryan. Tell us why skydiving is top tier. Look, up in the sky. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, no, no. It's Superman! Wrong, wrong, wrong! All three of you are wrong. It's a skydiver who's cooler than a bird, plane, and Superman combined. Skydiving is one of the greatest thrills known to man, and it's been around longer than you'd think. In 1797, the first parachute jump was attempted by the Frenchman André Jacques Ganouron, who must have sounded out of his mind when he said... Aha! I'm going to jump out of that balloon with only a silk cloth to slow my rapid descent. (laughs) Good luck, Andre. It was nice knowing you. Spoiler alert, it worked. And it kicked off the most extreme of extreme sports. If you think skydiving is just falling through the air, it's time you take your head out of the metaphorical clouds and put them in the literal clouds of the sky. Since the actual freefall part of a sky jump is typically under 60 seconds, I'm going to impart the skydiving basics in the time it would take me between jumping out of a plane and pulling my chute. One, two, Geronimo! Most skydivers perform their jumps between a height of 10,000 and 18,000 feet. That's like falling the distance of 10 to 12 Empire State Buildings back to back. They fall fast too, usually reaching speeds of around 120 miles per hour, about double the speed limit of cars on the highway. But some skydivers have clocked speeds as fast as 330 miles per hour if they point their heads down. During the free fall, skydivers can move like acrobats, bending, spinning, and shifting their bodies to catch the wind in certain ways. 
Skydiving also looks incredibly cool, so it tends to show up in a lot of movies like Mission Impossible Fallout. Though in that movie, Tom Cruise is doing this special kind of skydiving called Halo, or High Altitude Low Opening, which you need like extra special Navy SEAL training for, but I guess Tom did the training because he's super committed to entertaining us. Man, I love Tom Cruise. You kids probably aren't old enough to watch Jerry Maguire yet, but that's another good one. Show me the money. Classic line. I just love... Ah! But incredible jumps aren't just for the silver screen. In 2012, a man named Felix Baumgarter broke records when he jumped from about 24 miles above the Earth's surface, six times higher than that of a normal skydive. He was nearly halfway to outer space, and on his way down, he broke the sound barrier. That means he was falling faster than it takes for the sound of this podcast to get from your listening device to your ears. Oh, and one more thing. Dan Hunt, did you know that skydivers helped the Allied forces beat the Nazis in World War II? Turns out that the fastest and most covert way to get soldiers or supplies from point A to point B is to throw them out of a plane. It's called paratrooping, and even dogs did it to help with dangerous tasks like sniffing out landmines. These doggies went into action on June 6th, 1944, D-Day. One very brave dog named Bing landed in a tree and had to stay there until he could get rescued the next morning. Bing was later wounded in action but recovered and was awarded the Dickin Medal, which is sort of like the Medal of Honor if you're British and a dog. And maybe we should all try to be more like Bing. And I don't mean Bing the search engine, I mean Bing the skydiving dog. Because no soldier ever won a war by searching the internet. They won it by skydiving. And if I have anything to do with it, Skydiving's gonna win me this Smash Boom Best debate here today. Eddie, soldiers! <laughs> wow, a fast moving, fast talking declaration of greatness there. I'm wondering, Knowledge, what stood out to you about Ryan's argument? I mean, it shows up a lot in movies, but also, skydiving was, is used in the army, paratrooping. So that really stood out. Very cool. All right. It's time for your rebuttal, Sam. You've got 30 seconds to sync Ryan's argument, and your time starts now. Well, the bottom's just going to fall out of that thing faster than a (laughs) skydiver. Oh, and speaking of falling, you know two words you forgot to mention? Terminal velocity. The gravity pulls things at the rate of 9.8 meters per second. And once you reach that speed, you're not going any faster. So, yeah, you might die for a little bit. But after that, you're just sitting there in free fall. No acceleration. It's just going to be the same thing for the rest of those precious few 50 to 60 seconds. (laughs) And another thing. Movies make it look like, you know, speaking of Avatar, it makes it look like you're flying around on a banshee, but you're not really. (laughs) What is it about Avatar? Neither of us got our Avatar points out. We got to give us just 30 more seconds to to talk about Avatar, please. You could use Avatar for any debate. (laughs) All right, Knowledge, it's time to award some points. We want you to give one point to the declaration of greatness that you liked best and one point to the most legendary rebuttal. You get to decide what makes a winning argument. Did one team's jokes win you over, or were you swayed by their killer logic? Award your points, but don't tell us who they're going to. Have you made your decision? Yes. (laughs) Wonderful. All right, Ryan and Sam, how are you two feeling so far? Exhilarated. I'm not going to lie. I feel I'm I'm in trouble. (laughs) I don't think I'm making a very good argument. (laughs) Oh, no, you need your backup shoot. Well, it's time to take a break, wiggle your flippers, or somersault through the skies. 
And we'll be right back with more Smash Boom Best. You're watching State of Debate, home to rage and rhetoric and awe-inspiring argumentation. What's up, Debatiacs? Taylor Lincoln sitting ringside with my buffed-out bestie, Todd Douglas. Hey, Taylor. So, Todd, want to explain those turquoise tights, shiny white boots, and is that a cape? Well, I am fed up with all the fallacies I hear at debates, and I've been brainstorming some new ways to call them out. Oh, I get it. You're going to wrestle with the fallacies. Are you sure that's going to work? Well, I do already have a name, Tremendous Todd. Ooh, impressive. Have you had any bouts yet? Yeah, I was able to apply a sleeper hold on an appeal to authority fallacy. That's when you don't question something just because an authority or expert believes it or supports it. Time to get in the ring. And in this corner, Shark Stetson, a menace to everybody on land or in the sea. Good people of Wrestle World Sensation, do you know what the shark does when he isn't unleashing his patented four-fin fold of doom against opponents? Little help. I'm stuck like a pretzel. Shark Stetson loves to cruise up and down the highway in his slick red convertible. You said it, Jackie. I love my car, and I love to treat it right. And that's why I only use the whammy chamois when I'm giving this beauty a wash. How'd that car get here? Nothing dries a wet car like the whammy chamois. It's just an expensive towel. They all work the same. Whammy chamois, the best chamois out there. Take it from the shark, and if the shark says it, it must be true. Oh, no, Jackie. Just because the shark likes to use a whammy chamois doesn't mean it's the best towel out there. That fallacy really gets my cape in a twist. Oh, hold me back, Taylor. Easy, Tremendous Todd, easy. Maybe it's time to tap out. Good call. I gotta shine up my sequined boots first anyway. We'll see you next time on... State State of of Debate! Smash. Boom. You're listening to Smash Boom Best. I'm your host, Molly Bloom. And I'm your judge, Knowledge. And we love getting debate suggestions from our listeners. Check out this dancing debate from NOLA. My Smash Boom Best debate idea is ballet versus hip-hop. I think this calls for a dance-off. Absolutely. We'll check back with Nola at the end of this episode to see which side she thinks should win. And now, it's back to today's debate, scuba diving versus skydiving. That's right, and it's time for round two, the Micro Round. Today's Micro Round challenge is called Infomercial. Sam and Ryan, we want you to sell us your side infomercial style. Will there be dramatic testimonials, live demonstrations, a two-for-one deal? Let's hear all about your limited time offers. Sam went first last time, so Ryan, you're up. Make us a deal that's sky high. The following micro-round is a paid program and does not reflect the views of Smash Boom Best. That windy sound you hear is me and my intrepid studio audience in a skydiving freefall. The ground rushing toward us. On the count of three, let's pull our chute, shall we? One, two, three. Welcome to skydiving. 
The Safe Sport. I'm your host, Rick Popon, and I know what you're thinking. I've always wanted to skydive. It's number one on my bucket list after actually reading a book from start to finish, but jumping out of a plane seems terribly frightful. Well, what if I told you that statistically speaking, skydiving is an incredibly safe activity? In fact, if you crunch the numbers, it's much safer than driving and significantly safer than scuba. In part because the gear is made with backup safety measures. Like, say you lose consciousness mid-air and are unable to deploy your own parachute. Most parachutes are equipped with a small computer that monitors a skydiver's altitude and opens up a backup parachute if needed. I got one on my little pack. <gasps> I gotta get one too. Me too! <laughs> Don't worry, there's enough for everyone, probably. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and take in this majestic skyline view with the assurance that you are all but certain to land on your feet. Wow, I'm uh, calling, I'm ordering right this minute. How do they get that guy? I used to watch that guy at 3 a.m. Hey, I know All we're right, not Sam. supposed to do a rebuttal, but I just want to say so many things are more dangerous than driving. Driving's not safe. I bet if you took the statistics of chainsaw jugglers versus drivers, there's more fatalities for drivers than chainsaw jugglers. Now that's true. That's true. Yeah. All right, Sam, it's your turn. Tell us why we should speed dial for scuba. How many times has this happened to you? You're trying to study a new species of fish underwater, but after just a few seconds, you keep having to come up to the surface for air? There, there has, has to, to be, be a, a better, better way. way. Hello, I'm world-renowned oceanographer, environmentalist, and documentary filmmaker Jacques Cousteau. I helped change how we see the ocean by inventing the aqua lung, the world's first self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. I made it back in the 1940s with my friend Emile Gagnon. But I can't wait to show you our latest invention, introducing the aqua stomach. Wow. With the aqua lung, divers can spend a long time discovering the mysteries of the deep. That can really work up an appetite. But there's never been a way to eat underwater. Until now. How does it work? This tank is filled with clam chowder pressurized to 3,000 pounds per square inch. Then. The patented Aqua Stomach Regulator delivers a steady stream of soup directly into the diver's mouth. Hmm. It's so rich and creamy. It's soup you can breathe. Available in clam chowder, tomato bisque, and, for a limited time, Andalusian gazpacho. Remember, if you're not eating out of a tube from a pressurized tank... You're, You're not, not really, really eating. eating. <laughs> <laughs> I love an activity that includes snacks, so I am on board. All right, Knowledge, what did you like about Ryan and Sam's micro rounds? <laughs> okay, so, I mean, I like the fact that skydiving is safer than driving, but also that the parachutes have a computer that monitors the altitude if you, like, pass out. 
So that's mm-hmm. that's cool. And then for Sam, um, you could spend a while discovering since the oxygen tanks, but then also it has snacks in it, so we can <laughs> like eat. So yeah, there's no reason to come up. You got oxygen. You got food. Uh, yeah. What else do you need? You have clam chowder, the most delicious of all <laughs> snacks. You could be studying clams while eating clam chowder. <laughs> yeah, the clam's like that's my uncle. Oh. You go so dark. (laughs) Knowledge, it's time to award a point. But don't tell us who it's going to. Again, the criteria is completely up to you. Did someone make you laugh? Did someone uh, pitch you something that you want to purchase? Again, decision is yours. Have you decided? Yes. Fantastic. Then it's time for our third round, the super stealthy (laughs) sneak attack. Your sneak attack is called by any other name. Let's pretend the side you're arguing for didn't have a name. We'd like you to come up with three alternative names for that thing. For example, if you were arguing in favor of donuts, you might rename them, I don't know, something like jelly pouches or cake rings or how about glazed and amused. Okay, Ryan went first last time, so Sam... You're up. We're going to go back and forth, going one at a time, all right? So let's start with your first scuba synonym. All right. It's for exploring underneath the water. This gives you immense power to explore the kingdom of the ocean. So it's called the Poseidon Pack. Mm, Excellent. All right, Ryan, let's hear your first name for skydiving. You know, if you're in the sky, you're also in the clouds, and, you know, you're sort of a taking kind of a journey through a, a kind of a kind of mapped space that you, that you don't really see when you look at a map of the world. So I'm going to call mine Cloud Atlas. <laughs> oh, excellent. All right, Sam, name number two for scuba. Okay, well, I mean, this lets you explore the deep again, so I'm just going to call it Avatar 2, The Way of Water. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> She got to it first. <laughs> All right, Ryan, name number two for skydiving. You know how you know how there's like sports, regular sports, bas- basketball, baseball. You know, mm-hmm. skydiving is such a cool sport. I'm going to call it sports two. <laughs> the the adventure continues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam, you're up. Your last name. All right, last name. Um, this is going to be the best one. When you are scuba diving, you have access to uh, to a, a you know an account of oxygen that lets you breathe underwater. So this is called your oxygen savings account. And when you're scuba diving, you do not want to go broke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. Final name for skydiving. But like I said, people think that it's falling, but it's not. It's not really. It's not really falling, you know, because you got you got to be alert, you know. So I'm I'm gonna call it. It's this is a you know what it is. It's really like a intelligent falling. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, both of you. Okay, knowledge. Think about which side impressed you the most and award your fourth point. But don't tell us who it's going to. Again, criteria up to you. Could you hear one of these names catching on? Did they make you laugh? Did they make you learn? Have you made your decision? Yes. Perfect. Then it's time for our final round, the final six. All right, Ryan, you've got six words to sum up the spectacle of skydiving. This is tough. How do you encapsulate the whole sky in six <laughs> words? Uh, this is the, what I would say, knowledge. So cool, I don't skydive. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Sam, it's your last chance to make a splash for Team Scuba. Let's hear your final six. So I spent a long time going back and forth on this because SCUBA is an acronym, and I wasn't sure if that counts for multiple words or not. Well, (laughs) to be fair, we're going to spell it out, all right? So SCUBA stands for SCUBA is Self-Contained Underwater Breathing Apparatus. That's five words. So here we go. Self-Contained Underwater Breathing Apparatus. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done, both of you. All right, knowledge. Time to award your final point for the final six. Have you made your decision? Yes. All right, so tally up those points. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, drum roll, please. And the winner is... Scuba diving. Fire, she blows! (laughs) Oh, man. Way to burst my bubble, dude. (laughs) Oh, boy. Pulled the ripcord on that. (laughs) So, Knowledge, was there a moment that really decided things for you? Like, what pushed it over the edge for scuba? I think it was really when... um, Sam was just giving out names for it, and it was like the names he gave out was really funny. Like Avatar Two, the way of water. I can't Very take good. credit for Avatar Two, the way of water. I I think somebody else came up with that. I've never heard of that before. Though. <laughs> Definitely not. Sam, you 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 fought a great battle here today on behalf of Scuba. Personally, um, if I was gonna relax, I wouldn't want a, a, a ton of water pressing down onto my head. Uh, but you made a great argument for it, particularly what you said about the fish. That's what scuba has on skydiving is you don't get to see this great array of fish mm. I, I would encourage everybody to go and, and learn more about uh, our aquatic sea life it's it's the earth's greatest treasure yes. some people say so ryan i really loved learning a lot about um skydiving because uh, yeah it seems like it's something very few do the the elite the brave the the movie stars doing incredible stunts and our and our uh, servicemen and women who who work as paratroopers Lovely. And that is it for today's debate battle. Knowledge crowned scuba diving the Smash Boom best, but what about you? Head to smashboom.org and vote to tell us who you think won. Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and APM Studios. It's produced by Molly Bloom, Rosie DuPont, Ruby Guthrie, and Aaron Wuldeslasi. We had engineering help from Michael Osborne and Derek Ramirez with sound design by Rosie DuPont. Our editors are Shayla Farzan and Sandin Totten. And we had production help from Anna Goldfield, Mark Sanchez, Anna Weggle, and Nico Gonzalez-Whistler. Our executive producer is Beth Perlman, and the APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shafford, and Joanne Griffith. Our announcer is Marley Foyerworker Otto, and we want to give a special thanks to Austin Cross, Taylor Kaufman, Andy Doucette, Ewan Care, and Stewie Bloom. Sam, is there anyone you'd like to give a special shout-out to today? Yeah, I really want to thank Ryan Hoffman, the scuba diver instructor who told us some amazing firsthand accounts about the wonders of the ocean and scuba diving. Awesome. And how about you, Ryan? Any special shout outs? I'd like to thank the wonderful editors here at Smash Boom Best. Uh, they make you really, they really help you make a coherent argument. Um, my uh, <laughs> my million Brazilian co-host Bridget Bodner, uh, and also Francis Ford Coppola, who wrote the screenplay for Patton, <laughs> and for from whom I stole a bit of dialogue uh, here today. Uh, Francis, <laughs> good luck on Megalopolis. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> and knowledge. Do you want to give any special thanks or shoutouts today? I mean, I want to give a shout out to all the people that let me come on and be a judge because it's so much fun. 
Oh, we thank you for coming on and being a judge knowledge. You did an awesome job. Before we go, let's check in with Nola about her ballet versus hip hop dance battle. I think ballet should win because ballet can help you do lots of different styles of dance. If you have the technique, then you can get the harder, more difficult steps down. She makes a point. Do you have an idea for a knockdown drag out debate? Head to smashboom.org and tell us about it. We'll be back with a new debate battle next week. Adios. Have a nice Bye. Day. In a minute, I'ma need a sentimental man or woman to pump me up. Feeling fussy, walking in my Balenciagas, trying to bring out the fabulous. Yeah. Wow. Yay! Great.